Hello, Kevin. Can you tell me a joke? Why can't you take an elephant to the beach? Why? Because its trunk might fall off. Its trunks might fall off. (laughs) 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 So you told the joke and then edited it so that it made sense. (laughs) Yes, because I got it wrong. Because I'm a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you another one. Okay, tell me another one. How does an elephant hide in a box of Smarties? How does an elephant hide in a box of Smarties? He paints his toenail different colours. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think about that one. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to uh, this podcast, which doesn't have a name yet. It's still being, uh, its name is still um, coming. Actually, thinking of calling it, thinking of calling it. So, what do you think? Oh. So, yeah. So, nice. t- so, tell us what you think about that name for a podcast, because at the a, moment, that's the working title. It's a good, I still think, handsome, Hanson's Harari Happenings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in the studio with me today, I have Erin Stickland, who is a friend of mine, and also an actress mm. and a mum. Mm. And um, a cat enthusiast. Cat enthusiast. What other things are you? I I am a black and white cartoon cow collector. Ah, tell us about that. I collect black and white cartoon cows. What does that mean, though, cartoon? So, like not like realistic, so like depictions of cows. So things like. I see, like drawings, like illustrations, and but. Funny. Not quite. I have like teapots oh, that see. are cows and mugs with cows on and flash drives that look like cows and little and a milk bottle with cow print. I, yeah, cart- oh. black and white cartoon cars. See, that's a passion right there. I love it. Yeah. So mm. uh, today uh, we are talking, uh, well, we're talking about lots of things. Lots of so many things. Uh, Erin has already demonstrated her um, ability with jokes. Very... <laughs> I don't know if I really did. <laughs> so, so, um, so Erin is an actress uh, of many years and has acted in many different kinds of things, right? You've acted mm. in theatre, you've acted in film, film, you've acted in TV. TV skits, film mm. skits, yeah, voiceovers. So not stand-up, but uh, comedy sketch yeah, type comedy stuff. Sketches, with, uh, yeah. More recently with Samuka Comedy. Yeah. yeah? And yeah, we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that just now. Yeah. Um, but you are... Um, so your passion for performing is uh, one thing, but we're going to talk about a related uh, mm. subject today, which is maybe a passion for protecting performers yes. and protecting the performance world as well. So mm. tell us a little bit about that interest. Okay, so... Over the years, I've seen a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends start to do professional acting, whether it's on stage, mm-hmm. whether it's on film. And the biggest problem that um, I always hear about is, oh, I didn't get paid. Oh, right. I never got paid. I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. Yeah. And when you're doing, like, for example, I I am fortunate, I suppose fortunate enough that I can do, I'm semi-professional, so I can do it on the side. Um. But for people whose main source of income is performing, when you don't get paid, that's it. You don't eat. You can't pay your rent. And it's it's not fair. 
acting is such a you you know acting is is can be very hard work and it's not fair that you should do that work and not get paid for it right. people yeah. people are very dismissive of the performance arts yeah um they they seem to think that it's just oh you just do it you just play that song you right, just it's fun perform that and piece you sh- why do you want to be paid it looks like you're having fun yeah so exactly if you're fun, oh but the exposure you shouldn't need any money yeah when in fact it's taken you six months to learn that piece on the guitar and you didn't sleep last night because you were learning your lines for that role. Right. You know, it's not, yes, we love it. And yes, mm. it is fun. Yeah. But it's still a job. It's still work. Mm. Why should why should <coughs> performers be looked at any differently from, from laborers, from right. office workers? From dentists. Yes. Lawyers. Because yeah. we... Is it more fun than being a dentist, being I an actor? I don't know. I don't You've know. I'd, I, I'd have to pull out someone's tooth and then I'll and let just you know. see if you enjoyed. Have you got some pliers? I'll test. Yeah, we could try that just now. <laughs> yeah, just and then, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice my teeth. Your to teeth see if to you see if it's more fun. Had fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think that that is a big thing, right? Is it? Mm. People say it's really fun, so you shouldn't. <laughs> you don't need Why to do, be you, paid. do you do you expect to get money for doing this? Yeah, um, yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. I expect because it, it's, but it's also it's a skill, it's a talent, right? Yeah. And not everyone can do it. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm also an actor, but when people say like, wow, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you've had the same thing, but often people say, oh, I don't know how you remember all those lines. And that is part of it is learning lines, it's but it's um, it's obviously far more than just learning, learning lines. lines. You are yeah. embodying a character, and there are loads of different acting techniques and skills mm-hmm. that are required in order to be a good performer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us. Uh, so you 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 feel that there should be some sort of protection for actors yes. because they are valuable, skilled members of society. So yes. tell us a little bit more about what your vision is for that. So my vision, vision 2021, <laughs> is to have is to get a full working union. Right. If we were in England it would we, we would fall it would be a guild. Okay. So but here mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. a union based yeah. so so I want to get a, a like a performers union. Right. Um, which would set things like it would it would do a um, they would be responsible for drawing up a standardized contract right um, they would be responsible for setting rates of pay right. they would be responsible for all of that sort of stuff um, work hours and whatever obviously this is all flexible because it's a very flexible industry but mm-hmm. you still have to have some degree of of rules basically right. right. So it's a union to protect everyone who works in the industry, basically. Basically. So right. it, whilst it doesn't, you as a producer can't join the union. Right. The way that the union will be set up will also, it will also protect you as a producer to a, a some degree in that the standardized contracts will have things in it. So rate of pay. So you know that if you, you want to hire me right. to be in your 45 second TV commercial, you right. know the union rate is $250. Right. I can't say to you, pay me $750. Because that's, right? Right, there's some sort of a guideline. But I mean, that, but how, um, just having said that, I'm just thinking that there are like stars, right? So if you are a star, um, I'm thinking maybe not so much in Zim, although maybe this hap- I'm sure this does happen to some extent in Zim. But if you are a well-known performer, if you are uh, Kevin Rihanna, Hansen. 
<laughs> then, then maybe you get paid a lot more than somebody, but at least but there's, there's a, a union there's, there's minimum a protection. There's a minimum pay, yeah, right? So, so everybody minimum. is guaranteed a certain amount for so many hours of work, yes. whether they are a set designer or an actor or yes. a so. But they'll have to right. be as with any other union. You'll have to have grades. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not necessarily. It may not necessarily be a grade because yeah. you can't grade actors, but it will go according to role. So, for example, if you are the lead yeah. in a feature length movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you will not be the, paid the same as <clears throat> a daily extra. How, and how do you see um, this idea of a union or this kind of structure helping the industry? Because there's not that much of an industry, right? I mean, there's some industry. That, uh, my understanding of it is that the um, music industry is probably bigger than anything in Zoom. Yeah. And I'm sure musicians would argue that it's not very big at all. So... How would creating this kind of structure help people to actually uh, to build an industry, right? Because if there's no industry, then there's no need to hire people at all. No, I've seen there is. Def- I've been exposed, uh, strangely enough, during lockdown. Mm. Um, I've done the m- most amount of film work that I've ever done in my life. I right. filmed a movie just before lockdown, and I've done a TV series and yeah. stuff. There is a lot more going on out there than we are aware of. Right. And the people that I've met and stuff, there's things going on all over the place. There's a lot of work out there. There is there. And we could have, we could have a very viable film and TV industry here. Right. We really, really could. But the biggest problem is complete lack of professionalism. Right. I went to film a voiceover for an animation thing. I arrived there at eight, as was my call time. The guy who was recording the voiceover didn't arrive until I was nine. Right. You know? Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. So. And that's why. And and so if we have actual structured, like not just got rules. Right. That would stop that sort of thing happening. I know a lot of people, I, I one of the people I've been working with um, on the movie also is in a, a TV show that yeah. he edits mm-hmm. and, as well. And I was in his uh, studio the other day recording some voiceovers. And on his whiteboard was just this big thing that says, "trouble non-problematic actors and problematic actors. Wow. So right? they are listed. There were two names under non-problematic and about 20 wow. under problematic. <laughs> Um, that is, I think, definitely in the entertainment but, industry. If you're not easy to work with, as they say, then um, you're not going to yeah. get hired unless yeah. you're a really big star who can even afford then, to throw your toys out of the cot. Even um, then, there's no call for it. Yeah, they, no, there's no you're reason the, for it. But it's, if you um, if you if you were a bricklayer, right, and you went to work and said, "No, I don't, I don't see it. No, I don't do red bricks." Yeah, no, that's yeah. no, that's yeah. no good. The only time you can be a diva is if there is a really serious problem. Yeah. yeah. That's when you can pull that. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm yeah. in the Emperor Show with Kevin Hansen. Yeah, that exactly. seems that seems big, to work for big me. Big time. The big I'll time. I'll phone Kevin Hansen, yeah, and yeah. that he seems to get people jumping come around. Sort yeah. Um, so it's that's it's that sort of thing. It's it's putting things in place to ensure that your actors are on time, to ensure that they stay on set when they're supposed to be on set. To, that's a very Sorry, I'm Kevin, to my phone off. Kevin got a message and, and he was making an old man face at his phone <laughs> to ensure that yeah you that you're but then it's also making sure that you're you as an actor get paid on time get paid a reasonable amount of money right. that there's the conditions are okay yeah 
things like working toilets. Right, yeah, it's basic Dressing stuff. Dressing yeah, rooms. Yeah, yeah, toilet paper in the toilet. Toilet paper. It's clean, it's... Drinking water. Right, yeah. Um, lunch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think often just the the basics go a long way, don't they? A cup yeah. of tea or a glass of water or or something um, just available is not a big expense and, um, but and it's, can completely change the environment yeah. that people are working if in. You so. are, if you are doing something that on that scale, yeah. you need to be aware of the costs that are involved. Yeah. You need to be aware that you're going to have 15 people there yeah. every day mm-hmm. who need to use the toilet, who need to have access to clean water, who probably who need you need to feed them because if you're on set, you can't just go to chicken in. Right. And yeah. a lot of the people who are on this, just, they can't just hop in their car and go to chicken in. Right. Because a lot of them are using public transport. This is another thing, is if you're on location, right. like we were filming um, special class. Mm-hmm. We were filming in um, uh, Highfield, right? right? They're yeah. buying uh, Workington, New yeah. Benny. I drove there myself and like Munya drove there herself because we have cars. Yeah. And Doc drove there himself. But everyone else met in town and they got on a commuter. And they were they were brought in yeah. and brought back to town and yeah. off they went. It's things like that. Yeah, and factoring that into your planning. So so a lot of what you're talking about really is just thinking ahead and planning on one hand. So it's a lot of it is pre-production. And I know that certainly in the film industry, they say that is the cheapest part of the, of the process because that costs paper and pencil and mm-hmm. you just do a lot of... Uh, anticipating problems anticipating expenses and then that goes a long way but also trying to find structures to um to protect yeah performance yeah so this is the thing as as a producer say you want to you want to make a movie Mm -hmm. if you have these structures in place it makes your life doing it in pre-production so much easier because you know Right, I'm going to have to pay. This is my budget. I can do this and this. This is this, 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 this. Okay, I'm going to need this, that. Okay, I need this and this and this. This much money for that. This and this. Because it's all laid out. Right. You're not guessing. Oh, right, I want Erin in the movie. Oh, she's probably going to want, what, a, sure. a she thousand? Wants a lot. And tea and coffee and. And she wants coffee and, and she wants chocolate cake, cake, and, cake and she and needs the boy yeah. to massage her feet. I mean, absolutely, I mean, right? I think that's standard in most sort of. Contracts. Well, yes, yeah, it's in my rider, but <laughs> you know, it's that sort of thing, where if you have the sort of union structure, you know, right? Yeah. Okay, I've got Erin. I know that I'm going to have to pay her at least five hundred dollars. Right. Um. And. Her contract says that she, yes, there has to be drinking water and tea and coffee and stuff, but and lunch. But I don't have to provide a chocolate cake unless I want to. Right. Yeah. You know that Optional sort of thing. Extras. And, so, and so what would be? Um, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I think certain amount of structure and uh, expectations and and, and it you, manages you know, it, it, it manages expectations as well. I'm thinking in terms of quality because I think you know, for me, in the theatre world, sometimes the thing that um, uh, the thing that keeps people away maybe from the theatre or or maybe discourages them, maybe it's a better way of putting it, discourages them from going back to the theatre is that they went once and, and it, it was, wasn't very it was, good. Yeah. So we didn't want to come again. So, yes, this is, this is a so huge problem. So trying to problem. create structure to improve uh, quality is also a yes. big part of it. So it's not just about protecting people, but it's also That's about, about using structure and, mm. uh, and maybe... In, Part of that, although it's a whole other subject, is mentorship oh, to yeah. try and training to try and get standards to a point where people 
will the, the are happy genuine, to pay yeah. to watch it. Yeah, because I think people uh, often talk about um, value they for often money. Talk, well, yeah, they also talk about uh, supporting it. Oh, people don't come and support. But I don't think an audience should be expected to support something like. Uh, so you shouldn't. Now. They but, should but want to they support should want it. To come. Yeah, they should. I can't wait to go and watch. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone watches Friends uh, just to pick to. a random example because they feel, well, we need to support Jennifer Aniston and Friends. You know, no. it, we watch Friends because we love good. Friends and we want to have a good time. Exactly. So not um, we should support them. Those yeah. poor guys. They're only getting paid a million an episode. So wow. Yeah, shame. Yeah, this um, is this is the thing. Is if yeah. if your standard is not good, then what's the what's the point okay so but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing though that would be like a whole separate thing why would people be motivated to because obviously something like what you're talking about like a union Mm. why would people because someone would have to start this right presumably to start with an individual or a few individuals and then it would grow from there until hundreds thousands of people belong to it yeah but why one who would start it? Me. <laughs> okay. Me. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it, right? And then why would people want to be a part of it, apart from just the idea of being protected? Like what what kind of incentive? Because um, would, people would have to pay something, right? I would presume yeah. that they'd have to pay a membership fee. Yeah. As is with any other union, you mm-hmm. pay your union fees. Yeah. Wouldn't you feel better about going to work knowing that you're going to get, you know you're going to get paid what you should be getting paid right. on time? Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to go and do two hundred and fifty dollars worth of work and get paid a hundred, right? And that's what your union is there for, right? Because a union is not just there to it's not just there to set out the rules; it's also there to implement the rules, right? Um, if the industry is small enough that you can have union representatives that can go and and visit, like any other union, yeah, yeah. got the muscle, right? Go and beat the cash out of the producer. Right, but that so. sort of thing it's it's an actual physical thing that can help you get what's owed what you right you know? yeah. yeah um but it's also and the nice thing is that you think it's the reverse say you hired me and i i didn't pitch up to rehearsals so in terms of my contract you can fire me you can then call in a union rep who will then do it for you yeah because that's how it works yeah um so so, Erin, tell us a little bit about your own theatrical background, because okay. we were talking about um, unions and we're talking about uh, professional uh, performing right mm. now. So, uh, but you come from a background which is more amateur, yes, right? So, I come could from an amateur Theatre, which yeah. is uh, an organisation which does not typically uh, pay their performers. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, it's an amateur dramatic society. People uh, come along and they do it just for fun, yeah. and it's. Um, I, I know stories. If you talk to the older members, they'll tell you stories about back in the day. Back in you know, the you day. would wait for six months or a year just to have the opportunity to work backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, now there's you know, it doesn't have quite so many members as it used to. Yeah, but still, um, the emphasis was on having fun. So you know, you can understand why people might say to performers like, "Why?" Should I pay you? <laughs> because their understanding, typically in this country anyway, mm, is been that people do it for free. They do it for mm. fun. It's something they do in their spare time. What is all this business about contracts and unions? And so, anyway, sorry, I, I've kind of rattled on a bit. But tell us about your own background and maybe okay, how that so might have fed your ideas. 
So I, as you, I have come from an Amdram background. My mum and dad were both members of Reps, and I, by default, almost became a member of Reps. Yeah. And found out that I could act, that I loved to do it. Um, and that's why I was very happy just because uh, I, you know, I have a job, so it was just the thing that I did for the applause. Sure, yeah. Got to get your hit of crack. Yeah, yeah. it's just fun. It's fun. It was fun. Yeah. But as um, I appeared in more and more things, um, 10 years ago yesterday, mm. I was asked to play with the Emperor Show. Yeah. I did my first Emperor Show 10 years ago yeah. yesterday. Okay, wow. And from there, I sort of, you know, when you perform a lot, even if it's amateur, people get to know your face, yeah. get to know your name. Right. And from there came, uh, and of course, when you're talented. Like, of course, uh, as you are. No, yeah. but and then it came like, um, people get to know your name, they get to know your face, and they ask you to do things that are not to do with reps, and they will pay, I'll pay you. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. And from there... I've did some radio adverts, and then from there, I'm now the voice of Pick and Pay and Spa right. and yeah. In Richards, and um, and through my through just meeting people, I've done movies, I've done yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So start just about everybody starts I in Amdram. You're unless right. you're in one way or another, in one way or yeah. the other. whether it's school theater or. So that's where I've done. Yeah. That's where I've. Work, and a lot of us, you, yeah. that's where I worked for my exposure. Yeah. I've done my working for exposure. Right. A lot of the people that are in movies and and stuff, they've done it. Right. They've, they've finished working for their exposure. Yeah, yeah. They have now got the exposure. That's why they're in your movie. Yeah. You know, that's why you ask them to be in. That's why they cast in your TV series. Right. Yeah. You know? So you pay your dues, but, We've done but it. not necessarily, you didn't think about it necessarily as paying your dues in the beginning because mm. you were just doing it because you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I never and, thought that, I'd yeah. never thought that I'd end up being semi-professional. Yeah. With grand ideas for unions. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I just did it for the and love of it. Good but, ideas. Yeah. Um, also, as the economy imploded, um, it's unfortunately, that has become less viable to do Amdram. I still try and do it as much as I can because I love it. And... You know, I love reps in particular. That's where I, sure, that's yeah. where I it's grew your, up. Your home, yeah, theatre, theatrical home. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to give back to them mm. by giving them my services. Whether it's I was supposed to direct my first show this year. <sighs> Corona. Mm. Um, so whether it's appear uh, performing, directing, mm. doing box office, all of that sort of stuff. That's so. That's my exposure. That's mm. my charity. Right. I'm not in your TV series for charity. Right. I'm in your TV series because there's no economy and I need the money. Right. Yeah. Just like everyone else working two jobs. Mm. And for a lot of performers, it's their only job. Yeah. So it's it's not fair. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I do, I do have another job. But you're lucky yeah. enough that you've got your graphic design and this and that. Sure. Yeah. But there are people that we know that don't. Yeah. That's it. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's you, you, you've got to make the noise and get it done. Sure. I haven't even started on my whole, the, my proposed campaign to separate the Ministry of Arts and Culture from the Ministry of Sport. It's a whole nother story. whole nother thing. Do the jocks and the poetry nerds mix? That is the question. I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, it's been really great having you on the show. Thank can you. We, can it's you call it a show? Yeah, it's, it's a podcast. A, Is a podcast a show? No, it's a it's a it's a cast. cast. It's a pod. See you on the Spotify. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the <laughs> Thank you for having me. Show. This was fun. Yeah, cool. And um, and uh, is there any way where people can catch you in, in performing? I know mean, we haven't been talking too much about performing, but anything coming well, up I'm, that you can uh, I've got plug? A, there's supposed to be a movie being released next month called House of Stone. It's my mm. first lead role in a full-length feature film. Oh, well done. Which is very exciting. And yeah. I'm playing a completely different character. I'm known for my comedicness. That's right. why I'm an imp. Mm-hmm. But this is very dark and gritty. It's like a mafia-esque, and mm. I play a police m- person, mm. officer, oh. who will get her man at any cost, and it's very dark and gritty, and I'm quite violent, and it's very fun. Oh. It's so much fun. Oh, I look forward to that. Um, and then on the Samuka Comedy YouTube channel, I'm in Special Class, which yeah. is um, nearly finished, actually, its season. Mm-hmm. And then just watch out for me, I suppose, on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming thank on the show. Thank you, Cheers. Now I'll go and have some chocolate cake. Is it chocolate cake? I did say to my rider. <laughs> it could be chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> we could make a chocolate cake. <laughs>